Hello, amazing, sexy midlife female physicians. Welcome to midlife. It's not a crisis. It's not an emergency. It's not a death sentence. It's freedom. It's liberation. It's awakening. It's fun. Your 20s, totally overrated. 30s, grueling hard. But your 40s, 50s, 60s, that is where the magic's at. I'm your host, Sokol Palaban, MD, aka Dr. Sokol. I refuse to live the second half of my life on a rinse and repeat cycle. I'm not going to follow the same shitty rules I had to suck up in the first half of my life. So I invite you to come along for the ride. This is a podcast exclusively for midlife female physicians where you get to set your own rules and have fun doing it. I'll show you how to ditch your socialized identity and reconnect back to your awesome, authentic, badass self. You'll learn to dictate what you do do for your time and your energy. You'll make decisions from your power, not your guilt and your shame. And most importantly, you'll learn to say no, lots of no, 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 no. So come along. Let's play. Okay, soul sisters, welcome back. First of all, I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast. I talk everywhere, so I can't keep up with what I talk with what. But I, y'all remember the 102-year-old female physician that I wanted to get a hold of so she, so I can interview her for my podcast, Dr. Gladys McGreary. She wrote the book, The Well-Lived Life, which I audio binged on my trip to Colorado. We drove to Colorado and it was like 11 hours that the audio was. And I love, love, loved it. And I actually interviewed with her last week and it, I bawled. I was crying. I was crying so hard at the end. <laughs> so do not miss that episode. It is coming up. It is an episode that I want you to share with all of your female physicians, because the wisdom that she brought to that episode is just, it it will save hundreds and hundreds of hours of your time and suffering and headache on your part. And buy her book, The Well-Lived Life, just Google it. It's on Amazon. And it's, it's incredible just to have someone that was born in the 1920s that had to do, that had to she talks a lot about patriarchy and the challenges that she had to overcome as a female in a male-dominated healthcare field. And then a lot more stuff, but that, that's one of the many stuff that she talked about. So anyways, so that's that. And then don't forget July 10th, okay? This is coming up in less than two weeks. Dr. Persu and I are having a free webinar, July 10th, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, called Find Your True Purpose. It is the link is cpr4thesouls.com forward slash purpose. I will put it in the show notes. And this episode is, I'm going to talk about a lot about what purpose is and tell my story of how I am trying to find my purpose. And so who should show up? First of all, every single female physician should show up because we've never done a webinar on this. We're going to be dancing. We're going to be chanting. We're going to be doing energy work and we're going to be meditating. Okay. There are no PowerPoints and slides. We are going to move. We're going to move that that stuck energy from your body and release it and connect your intuition and inner knowing and connect to your true self. So people that should come come and join us specifically are people in their life where they're asking questions like, 
<sighs> is this all there is? Like, seriously, really? Is it like, I feel kind of cheated. I mean, I did what I was supposed to do, but I'm this, this, I'm not happy. What's the point of all this? I got what I wanted. I did all the stuff. I checked off all the boxes and I don't feel good. And I don't know why. Did I do it wrong? And 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 I can't tell anyone about it because that's embarrassing because everything from the outside looks so great. And so I have a lot of shame and I feel alone and I don't know who to reach out to. And I know something is wrong, but I don't know what. Or questions like, what is the meaning of life? Do I just keep doing this and just die? Is that all? Or maybe some of y'all are stuck in a transition or pivotal moment in your life where you don't know what the answers are. Or you feel like there's something more to you and your life, but you don't know what that is. And you feel stuck in a life without a clear path moving forward. Everything was crystal clear coming up to this, this point in your life and you did it, but now you don't know now what, the now what thing. Or maybe you know exactly what you want to do, but you're scared to death to step into that new reality and let go of the old. Or maybe you're seeking a huge change, but you're not really sure how to navigate it because you're super anxious and overwhelmed about that change. If any of these questions resonated with you, you need to be there. It is a two-hour July 10, 7 p.m., and it is the best two hours you've ever spent in your life. And I will tell you, you have never, as a female physician, been to a webinar like this. I promise you, okay? Okay, so let me tell you my story on this particular. So Dr. Harris and I talk a lot, and then we chose this particular topic for our July webinar because we have heard those questions that I just told you from a lot of physicians where they're just stuck or there is something missing and I don't know what to do kind of thing, okay? So let me kind of tell my story to give you a feel for what that looked like in my life because I love stories. Okay, so as a kid, I always wanted to be popular, (laughs) I think that was my purpose in life. (laughs) And I wanted to be on stage and I wanted to talk in front of people. Okay. And so if I had to go back and like do high school and middle school again, maybe if I was like born in the US and I knew English and things were different, I would totally either be a theater kid or I would be a debate girl. One of those two, because you stand in front of stage and you talk. Okay. And in high school, the closest I got to that was that I used to volunteer for every club under the sun, okay? I was in like math club, French club, National Honor Society club, HOSA club, spirit club, PALS club, everything. And of course, in all those clubs, I would run to be an officer, right? And obviously, I preferred to be the president of every single club. And I got rejected. I think I was the president. Maybe I was the president of the French club because it was like really small. And, and like the only people that were voted were the other 10 people in the group. And I was in French for like from sixth grade to like 12th grade. So they knew me. I don't remember, but I definitely did not get to be in the, an officer in the National Honor Society Club, which is like, was my 
dream. Okay. I started as running for president. That didn't work. Then VP, that didn't work. Then I went to representative and that didn't work. And then I was just like pissed. My teenager part was so freaking pissed. And it to this day, a lot of the projections I have is from that teenager part being pissed because she didn't get what she wanted and she wasn't seen on stage, quote unquote. But that is another whole inner child healing like episode or two. So we'll, we'll leave that where it is. So, yes, I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to talk. I wanted to stand up on stage. So as a lot of when you go into medicine, you have to know, these are just my thoughts, y'all. If this is, this is like like not the truth of the universe. I'm just like sharing my story. Okay. I thought that I had to make a decision to be in medicine entering high school because then you have to do all the volunteer work and I'll take all the classes and blah, 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 and do all that extracurricular stuff. So I made the decision that I would be in medicine, right? And and I've I've thought about this a lot. Like, why did I choose medicine? Was it because I was told I had to do medicine? Because because I wasn't, I honestly wasn't one of those people that was like a lot of doctors, they're born and they're like, I'm an empath and I'm in a healer and I really wanted to care for people and take care of for people. I was not like that. I know I'm going to sound like a total bitch, but sorry, I'm just going to be honest. I was like not like that. And I'm grateful, super grateful for the years and the education that I had. But my dream was to become a doctor, but I don't know if that dream of becoming a doctor was from a place of like, I really want to help people or from a place of like being a doctor in my community is very respectful and prestigious and lucrative. And I always wanted that for myself. Like I always was after the status. This is like really set to tell. This is going to totally backfire. <laughs> Probably two, three years down the line when people are listening to this. But I'm just being honest, right? And so so I I made it my dream. I made it my dream. I said, I want to be in a career that's respectful, respectful and lucrative. And people are going to look at me and be like, wow, she's a doctor. That That's literally where my decisions of becoming a doctor came from, right? And so I would, I did the whole HOSA thing in high school and I would go to the Tom Ball Regional Hospital and I would look at the doctors. I'd be like, oh my God, it was so envious. It's so cool. They're wearing scrubs. They have stethoscope. Wow. Will I ever make it to that day? And then I went to A&M, to college, and I would volunteer there. I would volunteer in the hospitals and think the same. And then I would come back home on the summers and drive to the medical center in Houston, which is one of the biggest medical centers. And I would sit there and I would imagine, like, look at all the med students and the, the residents and the attendings. Anybody that was in the scrub, I probably didn't know the difference. And I would, like, imagine myself. One day I'm going to be a resident and work here and be a med student. And I kind of, like, looking back, I was like, oh, my God, I totally, like, manifested myself being a doctor by going and sitting there and thinking I was one. And so so that's that's kind of what I did. And and going back to like the 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 reasoning behind it, like my intention behind becoming a doctor is because I really wanted to show my worth, right? Because doctors are intelligent, they're respectful, and they're honorable. Now, a lot of y'all might be like, oh, hell no, no more. We're not like that. But I'm just saying as a kid back then, this is what I thought. So I'm just telling my story. And my youth, I was not identified as smart. I was just average. 
I definitely wasn't honored in the sense that I never got picked to do anything, whether that was in athletics or in student council or in anything else. I was like, in my mind, I was like a total loser, essentially. Like I would never do my high school dates ever. I did not peak in high school. <laughs> Some of y'all might have, but I didn't. And I thought that nobody gave a crap about me. So being a doctor would, in a way, put me on the popular, cool crowd circle. That's why I chose to be a doctor. I know it sounds totally shallow, but I'm just telling you the story that my brain told me when I was a youth. So that was my dream. I worked hard. I became a doctor. And in residency, it was just all hazy. It was just like survival mode, right? There wasn't any time that you sat down and actually reflected about like your purpose and your passion. You just had to like survive, right? And then interesting enough, when I started working, I think the reason I started my clinic again was because, I don't know, I think being a doctor and and not pediatrics per sense, but just being a doctor wasn't like fulfilling. Yes, it was my dream, but it was fulfilling to me. It was just like redundant and boring. And I am sorry, I'm not saying pediatrics is boring. This is just my opinion. Please do not get offended. These are my thoughts and my opinion. I liked risk and I liked chaos. <laughs> and I didn't have much risk in chaos and Jen Pete's working for someone. So I think I think that's why I decided to, to, to recognize that my passion was more than just doctoring and then open up the clinic with my sister, right? Because opening up a clinic is super risky and it's super challenging and it was any something beyond my knowledge and expertise. And it ignited that passion in me again, right? Like that that curiosity of like, ooh, what are we going to do? And how are we going to do it? And what's, what's going to happen? And so I did that for like 10 to 12 years. I built the clinic. But again, I think I did it because I wanted to be something more than the status quo. I didn't just want to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor boss. And it came from the same sense of being known or popular, quote unquote, as a teenager, right? And I was, I was known in, I probably still am, I'm not as connected with it, in the pediatric private practice community because there weren't that many of us back then. It was pretty small and I was active on their Facebook page and their listserv and I went to the conferences and I would give talk at the conferences. And again, it brings me back to the same thing I loved, loved, loved being on stage. So again, if you recall back, I kept putting myself on stage, whether that was the small stage, quote unquote, in my clinic where I was heading the staff meetings or the admin meetings or the bigger stage where there was an audience of my pediatric peers listening to our innovative approaches about asthma, obesity, and pediatric workflow, right? I felt alive on stage. Well, first I felt like puking and dying, but then but then after I got over the jitters, all I could see is like glitter and rainbows and like pixie dust, dust feeling. That's how I can, I, I felt alive. I felt fulfilled, okay? So then entering my midlife awakening, I started to question everything I had done, right? I was mad. I was sad. I was confused. I was tired. I was lost. I was deflated. And I kept blaming medicine. Sometimes I blame my parents. Sometimes I blame my, my like being an immigrant, my immigration. I kept blaming the healthcare system. 
But what is now really clear to me after two years of doing this reflection and inner work is that what I created in the past four decades of my life came from a socialized identity that I had woven and that society, parents, patriarchy, culture, the environment had woven for me. So now, as I sat at a fork in the road, it was time to unravel that thread and see what lies under. See the naked, raw, vulnerable self. That self, that true self, that's eager and impatient and ready to reveal itself. You see, I'd lost my passion and purpose because I had fulfilled my role in my socialized identity. That socialized identity that told me to do more and be more so I can prove my worth to the world. That socialized identity that hated to rest and fear of falling behind and not being good enough. That socialized identity that never gave up in fear of being a failure and not being respected. And that socialized identity that did everything by herself because she lacked trust in people and sometimes in the community. So with that socialized identity, I became a doctor, a mother, a wife, entrepreneur, and a speaker. But what was missing and the reason she didn't feel good, she felt stuck and angry and deflated and resentful is because she was not living from her true identity, her authentic self. And honestly, she didn't know who the fuck her true identity was. No clue. She was completely lost. So then... I could have continued to make decisions from that socialized self. And those decisions would have been, if I had guessed, it would have been things like taking on a side gig for real estate, maybe leaving a job to create a product or becoming an expert witness or joining a pharmaceutical world or the insurance world. And none of that is wrong. Those are all options that some doctors are thriving in, and I am happy for them. But the most important thing I want you to understand and recognize is that in order to find that fulfillment, that joy, that purpose, that passion, and whatever that thing is, you have to first reconnect back to your true self, your true essence, your authentic self. Because otherwise, Whatever you decide to do next, if it comes from your socialized self, you will be misaligned. And misalignment feels like ass. It feels bad. It feels not good. It feels like you're stuck. It feels like you're missing something. So if you continue to operate in your socialized self, Yes, you'll pick a project. Yes, you'll be super successful because we're physicians and we're resilient and relentless. But at the end, you'll feel like ass. Okay? So understanding, right? 
So, so, so now you're like, okay, so how the heck do I find out if I'm working from my true self or your socialized self, right? Okay, 99.9 percent of us are working from there, operating from our socialized selves, right? And so what we do, in, specifically in the healing circle, we start peeling those layers back one by one, identifying those parts that you've been operating in. For me, the overachiever, the, uh, uh, some people are hypervigilant, the, the non-delegator, the controller, right? A zillion different parts. Identifying them, understanding that you have a choice to make a decision from a different part. Thanking the part, the overachiever part, the hypervigilant part, the non-delegator part, the controlling part for working so hard for you and allowing them to rest. And then welcoming that part that you want to operate from right now. And so for me, it was that part, lots of my parts were from the divine feminine. I haven't talked about divine feminine, but it was a lot about ease and flow and allowing and surrendering, okay? Then when you've chosen what parts you have, you want to identify and live from, then you have to get your body on board. Because if your nervous system does not feel safe, if you do not feel safe operating from those different parts, then you won't be able to take the actions. This is why so many of y'all are stuck as well, because you're choosing things to do that are not in alignment with your true self and your body's like, heck no, we're not going there. Okay, so safety is always first. Identifying your feelings, recognizing your stuck energy, releasing that energy, integrating those parts, and then going deeper. The third step is going into your soul and doing the energetic work with the Reiki and the chakra. And this is all of the work that we do in the healing circle. Okay, and now when you embark upon the energetics and the soul work, that is when your true aligned purpose is revealed that and with that purpose comes joy okay in my opinion you cannot find your purpose from a socialized self okay you've got to tap and reconnect to your true authentic self that is the first step this is exactly what we're doing in this free webinar on july 10th Monday, July 10th, 7 p.m., two hours. Dr. Parasu and I, we will start with identifying where you are now, how you feel, what part you're operating from. We will work with that feeling. This is all going to be body work, embodiment, somatic work, feeling. And we're going to do movements, dancing, chanting, tapping to identify, to integrate, to release that feeling, to get you unstuck. And then we're going to ground you, put you into a meditation with breath work that'll take you through a journey of meeting your true self. And then you get one step closer to clarity around your true purpose. And some of y'all will get pure downloads in the two session. And some of y'all will have so much clarity by coming out. And a hundred percent, all of y'all will reconnect to one part of your true self. You do not want to miss it. I am so excited about this. Like I can't sleep at nights because I'm so excited about this. I can promise you as a physician, you've never participated in a webinar like this. Okay. This is dancing, chanting, meditation, movement, tapping, everything, Reiki. It is 
it's out there, but we will, we, we will, the, if you show up, you'll be hypnotized and you will mesmerized is what I said. And it will be so much fun. And if this is totally freaking you out, then that's a hundred percent more of a reason that you need to show up because we will blow your mind. Honestly, we will. So if you want to live a life that's aligned and true from your authentic self. And with that alignment, find your true purpose. And in that purpose, find your true joy, which literally every single one of y'all should want to do that, right? Instead of so living from your socialized identity and hustling and rushing and, and stressing and working from your sympathetic nervous system. If you want to do that, sign up. The link is at the bottom, cprforthesouls.com forward slash purpose. July 10th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Times, it will be recorded. It, there will be a replay. So if you sign up, you will get the recording and the replay. And we will all see y'all there. I'm so excited. Have an amazing week, guys. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Want to learn to live authentically and make your own rules? First, subscribe and listen to this weekly podcast. Second, set up a consult with me at drsogol.com, D-R-S-O-G-O-L.com. Stop wasting your time on others and start doing things for yourself. Who cares if they call you selfish? Would you rather be selfish and happy or selfless and miserable? It's your choice. 